Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And welcome to the Tim's Take, episode 30. Which means, now that we're going every other week, is all over 32 weeks? 33. I've now lost count. This used to be my week marker of how old he is. <laughs> I know. I have no idea exactly how it works, how many we've skipped, where we're at. He's eight months next weekend, I think. Yes, that's correct. Next Saturday, he is eight months old. So in between episodes, he hits the big eight months. I don't think eight months is very big. No, I feel like nine months, that's the next step in baby clothing, Mm, feels mm -hmm. significant. That's how it goes. Yeah. (laughs) There he is. is. So we're going to pause our recording and come back later. And we're back after an hour's long break. <laughs> it's now dark outside. The ambiance for sure has changed, but you know what? We podcast on. Oliver woke up, interrupted our potential recording, but here we are, and it's still episode 30, which is kind of amazing. 30 episodes, Rachel. Wow. I know. He's eight months almost. You're a real podcaster now, you realize. Yeah, we're in season two of our podcast. Yes, I don't know that anyone else realizes that except us, but it's true. Should I start putting that on my resume, podcaster, Tim Steak? That is a good question. When could you put on a resume that you are a podcaster? I know. I don't know. Anyway, not for this podcast. Not for this podcast. For this podcast. Back to the parenting. Look at that segue. For this podcast, we're segue. Oh, dear. For this podcast, we are going to be doing something of note, a take. And then an, I'm not just a parent. Let's do it. Let's do it. Go ahead. Lead us off with something of note. So my something of note is the past two weeks, Oliver has really developed his personality in some very adorable, mostly adorable ways. And I've just really enjoyed it. Like, we what's, had, what's an example? Well, I have a couple examples. Of his personality? It's yeah. Been great. Just like the way he interacts with the world. Maybe personality is not the correct term, but how he's engaging with the world. So one thing is that without fail, if you put something on your head, he will find it hilarious. (laughs) Have we talked about that before on the podcast? I don't know. I don't think so. Well, it doesn't matter if we have or we haven't. It's true. It is true. So even if he's crying, you put something on your head and he will stop and chuckle and then go back to (laughs) crying. But I put... Oh, he knows now when you pull out your phone and kind of point it at him that he's supposed to smile, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. But he'll smile real big, which is... I find that a little uncomfortable. (laughs) I mean, it feels harmless mostly at this point. It's pretty cute. Yeah. Let's not dig into the fact that he's learning to perform for a phone. Fair enough. And then even in the last two weeks, he has started snuggling with me more in the mornings. Mm. So Oliver has never been much of a snuggler. I have never had much of an experience relationship of snuggling with him. Even when he was little, I feel like my first two weeks of Oliver's life, I was pretty out of commission. Just I was still recovering so much myself that I didn't get a lot of that snuggles. And then he kind of broke that habit pretty quickly. And he just 
is always on the move or sleeping, but he sleeps so well in his bed on his own independently, which I would not trade. <laughs> no, yeah, not please. at all. But I do just, yeah, love that time with him in the morning that I've gotten the last two weeks where right before his first nap, I'll kind of sit in the chair with him and he'll rest his head on my shoulder and we'll just have a little moment. So there's been some fun personality things that I feel like have changed in his life the past couple weeks. That's my something of note. Mm, that's that's beautiful. Yeah, I definitely, I think I got more snuggles all throughout because I was usually the one putting him to bed or as longtime listeners know, bouncing him on the yoga ball till he fell asleep. So I definitely got more of kind of sleeping all over in my arms in some format. And even when you do the dream feed, I'm usually the one who takes him and then puts him to bed. And it is the sweetest thing when he just kind of collapses, his on, head collapses on your shoulder. Oh! And then I'm always like, I don't want to put him down. I just want to hold him like this. But then I don't want him to wake up. So you end up putting him back down. Yeah. It's just a sweet, sweet I'm age. glad you're able to get to engage with a little bit of that. Me too. My something of note is that Oliver has started army crawling in the last couple of weeks right which feels like for a podcast that is talking and exploring parenting and our child's development a pretty big thing to note i was surprised i thought we might actually have the same overlap so i told some people this that we're grateful that he's not moving for the sake of movement yet he is still purposeful in his crawling and also continues to be enough of a diva, speaking of personality development. Oh, yeah, man. That if something is too far, he would much rather just put his head down on the ground. Literally than crawl for stretch it. out his arms and put his head face down on the <laughs> ground. <laughs> One of my favorite things, though, about Oliver's crawling is he's really bad at it, by which I mean not his crawling technique. I think it's actually pretty sound i mean i'm not going to be one of these parents who's like my baby is an amazing crawler but he's fine army crawler the funniest thing that he's so bad at is that he will see the thing he wants and he comes (laughs) up short every time just like an inch short half an inch short. yeah it's his fingers are brushing the thing he wants but he stopped just too early all it would have taken is half an ounce of more energy and momentum and he would get the thing But without fail, I don't think I've ever seen him successfully in one go get to the item and grab it in the way that he wants. He usually takes a couple of times. Maybe his depth perception is off. This is something we should watch for as he gets older. That could, I mean, maybe so. Maybe it's a good thing to keep an eye on, but it makes me laugh. I'm always like, just a little bit more the first time, and you would have that by now. It's pretty crazy. So he's not, yeah, he's not really moving. Just like he'll disappear on us, but he can move to things he wants when he wants to. I don't think he's realized that he could go anywhere he wants. Not yet. yet. Mm-hmm. He just knows that if I want that thing, I can get to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that will be an interesting day. I don't even know how we'll learn that he's discovered he can just move. We're in for it. <laughs> anyway, that is definitely my something of note. It's a good one. Let's move on to our takes this week. Rachel, what's your take? So my take is that I have two things to repent for. Oh, good. It's Lent. So this is the time for repentance. Yes. Turning around, accepting my own brokenness. (laughs) So I had some judgment on a couple things before I was a mom about moms. 
Oh, I like where this is going. And I have changed my mind, changed my ways this okay. past week. Oh, just this past week, so it's fresh. Yes, it is fresh. Okay. So one would be that there's this place near us called The Fountains, which is an outdoor <laughs> mall area. And pre-kid, it was a great place. It was, we lived kind of right nearby, so Matt and I would go frequently have like date nights or you know at that every night was a date night when we didn't have a kid every night was a date (laughs) night and so we would go out to eat and there's fountains that you know respond to music and jump around and all this stuff and there was always tons of kids my friend maddie describes it as a watering hole for parents and i think that is just very accurate and true and so i noticed this before kids i mean it's a, it was a great place to just hang out. You were judging the parents who were at the fountains? It was just, it's just such a cliche, like, oh, there's all the parents at the fountains. Like, <laughs> of course they're here. You know, oh, like, know don't you, you have other this. things to do? The other places you could go. You're just at the fountains again with your kid. So I just maybe had a little bit of, oh, I'm not going to be that parent who takes their kid to the fountains. That's so <laughs> cliche. Turns out. Rachel. <laughs> You are the cliche. I this is a new segment. This is a new segment where we turn to each other and say, you are the cliche. Oh, I so am. I went to the fountains this week with Oliver and some friends, and it was the best time. We didn't really even go over to the fountains, but there was just like this wide open area of green grass, and we went in the middle of the week, so it wasn't super busy, and I could go get food from somewhere and then eat it on the grass sun was shining i was like man this is the life like <laughs> and there's music playing around it was like disney <laughs> so i repent of all my judgment ways because i am that cliche now so that and then the second one was i had some major resistance to sophie the draft oh which is a teething toy for children and it a was pricey a pricey teeth. well i mean I mean, it was like Relatively 30 pricey. bucks for this teether. It's like 25. 25. Right. Plus tax. And I was very resistant to put it on my registry because I'm like, yeah, why don't I need Sophie the draft? Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize you'd gone through a round of the debate already internally. Yeah. I was like, mm, we don't need that. That's, you know, one of those things where it's on every parenting list. You're like, they just have really good marketing. I work yeah. in marketing. I know how this works. Somehow they've bought their way onto all these lists. <laughs> Every single list. And so I'm like, I don't buy it. And so we registered for a ton of other teasers. People recommended on blogs, which, you know, somehow I've been caught into thinking you're more trustworthy, which I know they also get paid to advertise. And so, I mean, it's so dependent on your kid, but we held off on getting Sophie the draft until this week where I was like, you know, we haven't gotten Oliver something in a long time. His bottom tooth really is coming in. Some friends suggested, you know, there is a reason kids usually like this. And I was like, hmm, maybe they're right. We should get him something. And so I caved. I'm the cliche. I brought. You are the cliche. I bought Sophie the draft. And you know what? He loves it. Which is a big deal because Oliver actually is pretty picky about his teethers. So picky. Most of the ones we have. The 15 of them are all in a box somewhere. Most of the blog recommended teethers have all been rejected. The only two he likes is one his Uncle Joel randomly got him. The one who doesn't have that's, any experience that's fu- with kids. That's Funkle Joel. <laughs> Funkle. Fun Uncle. Fun Uncle Joel. Joel. And Sophie the Draft, which he now 
loves. I tried to hide it from him earlier today and he saw it and sneaked it and grabbed it. It's his new crush. I've been replaced. His new crush. So there's my take of repentance. That is a great take. Okay, my take is this. On Friday, I took Oliver on a number of errands, which is the first time we've really done that to that degree on a Friday. One of our errands was to a home improvement store, Lowe's, where I needed to buy some gardening. I think most of our listeners probably know what Lowe's is. No, we have international listeners. I guess that's fair. Wow. Okay, judging my podcasting, I was including and bringing people in, okay, to the conversation. I forget our audience is that wide. Our audience is global, Rachel. Not very, not very many of them are global, but some of them are global. Okay, continue. Okay. I repent again. <laughs> so I was taking him to National Home Improvement Chain Lowe's to get some gardening tools. And it really sunk in how complex errands are with Oliver. This relates back to my take from last time where I talked about the cart grocery stroller dilemma. Yes, it was my experience of that. Yes. I just want to talk the listener through my mental experience here because by the time we got to Lowe's, I didn't want to leave him in his car seat. Also, his car seat is pretty heavy and I didn't want to lug it around Lowe's. So I knew I was going to get him out of his car seat. I thought briefly about possibly putting him in the stroller, which he could just sit in. But I thought I might be getting a large clippers that might not fit sort of under the car seat if I wanted to use that as the basket. So then I was talking about multiple things and that didn't seem to make sense. So then I thought to myself, well, maybe I could get away with holding Oliver and grabbing a basket. And I bet I could even kind of angle some large clippers in there. So I got him out of the car went into the store there's no baskets anywhere in Lowe's Lowe's is the kind of place where it's either a huge cart like even bigger cart for lumber Uh and those are your two options basically I proceeded to hold Oliver because well then another option obviously is to put Oliver into the cart and have him sit there and he's able to sit I think he would be fine I'm not one of the people who usually gets a little uptight about how clean things are but in this COVID season I just thought ah you know, they don't have someone kind of standing by indicating these are the sanitized carts or anything like that. And I know it. I know. Don't at me. I know people just flood us with the mail whenever we make comments like this. But that that's not true. That doesn't happen. I know COVID can't be passed by surfaces or we don't think that there's very high likelihood. But still, I just thought, you know, what, I'm going to hold him. So then I ended up holding Oliver and pushing a cart all through the store, which frankly was a little tiring. It's a lot. Yeah. I really got my workout in that day. Welcome to the complexities of parenting. Don't I, you wish you could have gone to Lowe's.com and have them tell you what type of options they have for child carriers? Yes. Well, no, because I still wouldn't have done that. I still would have gone through this whole rigmarole anyway. But I am sympathetic. I guess, is this my repentance for not believing? I believed you. I believed it was yeah, complex. Yeah, you were supportive. This is now my experience, my personal experience. And it really is. It's just good for you to walk a mile in my shoes. Yeah, I've now walked a mile. And then some, because Lowe's is quite a big store. And we didn't know where the things were. So we have walked a long way in your shoes. I guess that's just me building on a take. It's a trend for us. We go in unorganized to stores. We don't... It's maybe, I mean, in It's a broken some sense, system. Well, a broken system, sure. I mean, I don't know that. Don't we need get to go me that riled far. up again. Broken, inequitable system. I think part of it is honestly COVID related because 
we have avoided taking him on errands. Yes. And so it is kind of a crazy thing and a crazy unique part of our parenting journey that we are encountering this. Eight months in. Eight months in. It feels like that's not normal at all. But we've mostly kept them out of places. Yeah, curbside pickup, as we mentioned before, was our go-to. Big shout out to curbside pickup. Anyway, there you go. That was my experience this week and drives to my take, which I guess the take is double. The take is first, so complex to do errands. Take number two is, wow, what a bizarre COVID parenting experience we've had that we're talking about this now. Yeah. Let's let's do an I'm not just a parent. We haven't done this in a while, so I'm excited yeah. about what your I'm not just a parent is. Same. So mine is a little app called Toady. Oh, I could have guessed. So as... Ours are both cleaning related, interestingly. Oh, I'm very curious now. So when we moved into our new house, we spent about a month getting it prepped before we moved in all our furniture and lived here. And a lot of that time was spent cleaning. So we did... Yeah, your time was spent cleaning. Yes, you did a lot of other prep, but your mother and I, well, I was like the Padawan learner to the Jedi Master of cleaning. <laughs> and I had a lot to learn. <laughs> so I've come a long way in the use of the force and the use of the cleaning products. But a part of that is that we kind of really got this house clean and set up well and i really wanted to maintain that going forward and Mm -hmm. we've tried a number of systems before and it just never really stuck or clicked it just didn't work super well but both of us you and i are pretty list oriented yep and so i heard about this app called toady which is a combination of tidy and to do and it we don't actually know how it's pronounced is it toady is it 2d is it it's not 2d well to do would be 2d sure well let's just stick with toady because i feel more comfortable saying (laughs) that and so it's an app where you can set up all of the chores that you need to do in your house it could be toddy (laughs) moving on and you can set them up by room and it will actually give you suggestions so if you are setting up the chores for the bedroom it will give you suggestions and you can set it up to remind you to do it how frequently then how hard the task is so you can kind of orient it you know is it going to take me two hours is it going to take me five minutes and then you can assign it to different people so i inputted matt and i we inputted all these chores and then every day it will give you notifications here's the things you have to do today and for the most part i think it's been working well yeah, uh, we've fallen behind, but of course. Yeah, we've fallen behind on things. But I think it is helping us maintain stuff that we had not before. That is the truth. For sure. And so I think in the long run, it's going to make a big difference. You know, maybe we're three days late on cleaning the sinks. But in our previous life, we clean the sinks every three months. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we don't need to start listing the lengths of time. I was thinking about our bedding. I was, I cool. thought, oh, we don't need to share how infrequently we washed our bedding. It's it's frightful. But that's not the case anymore. But so, not the case. We just cleaned the bedding and we cleaned it three weeks ago. So you, listener, don't have to feel disgusted to listen to these people talking on podcasts. You can just think, oh, they are normal, clean people. We are trying to be now. <laughs> You just also realize when you clean out an apartment or a place you've lived in for so long, how 
I mean, I would say you would walk into our apartment and would have thought, oh, like, it's decently clean and organized. It was not. But it was not. The amount of dust under the beds and in things. And, yeah, we kept it up somewhat well, but things just get so dirty if you don't maintain them. Have to maintain them. So high recommendations for Toadie. Here's another. Here's a bonus thing. It is an app. It is a paid app. A huge plus to it not being a subscription-based app. Yeah, so you only have to pay for it once, and you could make like a family plan. So I bought it, and then I could add you onto an account, and you didn't have to pay for it. Well, that was thanks to Apple's family app sharing. So little hot tip, if you guys are kind of part of an Apple family gang, you want to share it with a spouse or some, or kids even actually like that, you could do that. Then you can do the app sharing, and it is compatible with that. So it's been great. It even reminds you to water the plants or do the garden or whatever. It's do the garden. Do the garden. Thing. Everything is much more specific than that. I also like that it gave you recommendations because some things you yeah. just forget. Handy. There's my not just parent. That's great. I'm going to narrow in on something. If you know me very well, which this would only be Rachel, you know that I highly prize a good pair of dish gloves. Oh, yes. And if you know me semi-well, you'll know that I do like to research things before buying them. Friends, I'm going to link in the notes below what I think are definitively the best pair of dish gloves that probably exist. I pulled back a little bit there because I have not tested all gloves. These ones are good. They are a Korean pair of gloves. They have something in Korean on the... Packaging? Uh, well, actually, on the glove themselves. I need to ask our friend Q what it says. Oh, you should. Hopefully, it's not offensive or anything. I assume not. The gloves are Korean, so I don't think they're probably being not offensive. Not just pulling one over on us in America. No. They are so good. They are quite long, and part of the feedback on Amazon.com, where I purchased them, did suggest that the length was... Sorry. Amazon.com is a website <laughs> on which you can purchase things. Not just Amazon. Amazon.com. <laughs> Listen, we have a global audience. I want to make sure everyone is following along. <laughs> One of the questions was, oh, the length, is that a problem with sleeves and stuff? And some people were saying you couldn't wear long sleeves. I haven't found that to be true. I found they just go over, but they are also, they have elastic at the ends of them. That is just the right amount of tight that will just tighten over your arms so that you don't really have water and they're not flopping around. But at the same time, it's not uncomfortable. And the fit is great for my hand. I have a large. I recommend them to you, listener. First people I've recommended them to, but I do highly recommend them. I actually used them today because I had to oh, did wash you? some dishes and I put my hand in and I was like, wow, these are nice. And they don't even fit me because they're too big. But just the length all the way up to my elbow really helps any water getting in. They're comfortable. They don't make your hands sweat. They don't go up to my elbow. I'm sure if you got <laughs> the size, that, that makes me sound like some kind of giant, some kind of Hulk, Hulk dishwasher. Well, they went up to my elbow. Yeah. If, if you get the right size, they won't go up to your elbow, but they are great. Great recommendation. Highly recommend. See the link in the show notes. Okay, well, two cleaning recommendations for you this week. We're obviously in that mode. We are, huh? So our kid will turn eight months this week, and then we'll be back for episode 31. 31. We're almost to my birth episode. 
birthday age, my age episode. My age is. I'll let you get there. You got there. It only took a few tries. You're the one who's supposed to kickstart our our exit. I think it's just fun. We're both really struggling with words today at church this morning. You completely forgot the blessing in oh, front of completely. fifty people. Completely. Thanks for thanks for naming how many people there were. Record there. the really memory. Helpful. In my defense, Rachel was talking or reading a book, so the words are all right there in front of her, and she says tree trops and tree fog. Instead of treetops and tree fro- frog. You can't do it. It's well, confusing. I mean, it's confusing when they're put together, but those were not put together when you were reading about them. Okay, till next week. I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And that is your Tim's Take.